Your hosts, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush, highlight their three most important games on the 2022 schedule for the Cleveland Browns. We each identify one game that just screams of giving nerves late in the season for the Browns in what is hopefully a playoff run. And you think being a football player is fun? Garrett and I share some stories that may make you change your mind. All this and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, Mr. Garrett Bush, at GBush91. Um, really, you know, just looking forward here to getting through, yes, finishing another week here on Lockdown Browns. Everybody pretty much in summer mode at this point. It's Friday. Everybody ready to kind of get the freak on here for the weekend a little bit here. I'm going to take you through Brown's most important games on the 2022 schedule. There's a couple games here that just scream maybe disaster late in the season for the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, where, you know, these are the games where maybe you come in a little flat. You maybe got a team that may not be playing for much at that point. We're going to highlight a couple of those. And as we kind of teased a little bit yesterday, you know, Garrett and I, former uh, college football players, and, you know, as much fun as it was, and we certainly would never give it back, uh, there certainly was some stuff that was a pain in the butt with it. So make sure uh, where each podcast you are following and subscribe to Locked On Browns Podcast. Now on YouTube, closing in on 900 subscribers. Thank you and appreciate everybody uh, who's gone over that direction here, giving us a chance there. Just another chance to give you the best avenue we possibly can here in Browns coverage. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked on Browns listeners get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So, boys, if it's time, go ahead and check that out. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, at checkout. As I said, uh, we're going to get into a little bit more here the Browns schedule. Look, um, I understand everything that's going on. Garrett understands everything that's going on. But either way... Come September 11th, there's going to be football to be played. And for a lot of our viewership, a lot of our listenership, that's what they want to hear. That's what they want to talk about. We can't control this situation. We can't make a verdict come from the NFL any faster than it's going to come. They're going to take things at their own pace. That being said, there's still a season to talk about here. Garrett, 2022, uh, the Browns will be playing, uh, obviously, the NFC South. Uh, they will also be playing uh, the AFC East. So some familiar foes as far as the AFC is concerned. Um, haven't played the NFC South since Baker Mayfield's rookie year in 2018. Uh, the NFC South, rather. Uh, so getting all out of this, um, you know, we're going to see eventually how it plays out and who is the Browns quarterback for the season. But either way, these games need to be talked about. Oh yeah, definitely. These these we got to get into these games, and and when you look at um, some of these games, and especially when you talk about uh, you know making the playoffs, now you we all got to take in consideration uh, the gauntlet that the AFC is. Uh, Russell Wilson is now in Denver. 
Uh, you look you look at uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. The AFC West is knocked down drag out. Um, I mean, to me, most likely people will have that at either one or two or one or one A in terms of the most difficult, uh, you know, uh, divisions in football. The Chargers are good. Uh, Broncos are much improved. Uh, and then you look at what David Carr does. All David Carr does is throw for 4,000 yards and get his team to the playoffs. So he's back. They get Devontae Adams out there as well. And then, of course, you got Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, who are perennial power and must be dealt with. So when you talk about the three most the, the most important games on the Browns schedule, I go to look to some of those games. We all know that the division games are going to be uh, games that we got to get. But when you look at the, the positioning and the jousting for playoff position, it's going to be key to at least have some different, uh, 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 you know, tiebreakers on some of these teams. And I know it's weird to talk about tiebreakers, and we ain't even in uh, July yet, <laughs> but the tiebreakers count, especially when you got those great quarterbacks and, and how the AFC stacks. So to me, first game I'm looking at October 9th, um, and, and that's going to be a 1 o'clock game with the Chargers. Uh, we lost to the Chargers last year on their owner at their place. Um, I think this is going to be a, a very important game for two reasons. One, uh, it's a, a good barometer to see how this Browns defense is going to be because they gave up almost 50 points last year. We want to have a better showing. And at the same time, we also want to come out against the Chargers and say, hey, look, this is an opportunity where we can say if we don't win a division, you always want to win your division. But if you don't, you're going to need to get a wild card and have some tiebreakers. So the first one I'm looking at uh, is the ninth against the Chargers. Second game I, I would take in consideration for the most important game. I continue with that same theme, New England Patriots. Uh, we're playing the AFC uh, East, and last year they both raced us. Uh, they put they hung 40 on us. I mean, it was, I mean, I think Baker threw for 71 yards and two picks or something. One of the worst, nasty, ugly, disgusting, greasy games I've seen in a long time. That's a game that we got to get because once again, we're following the theme with the tiebreakers. And when I'm going to go, I'm going to continue to go. Uh, and he, this is the last game and I'm going to uh, go. I was tempted to say November 27th against the Buccaneers, but that's an NFC team. I know we want to beat Tom Brady. That's a barometer game. But much more important is the game November 20th, uh, 1 p.m. kickoff against the Buffalo Bills. Another team that's going to be in the playoff hunt. Another team that's going to be in the playoff chase. And we need to get two out of three of these games right here because there's no way you can lose the two uh, two out of three and expect to get the wild card, given the fact that we need tiebreakers in those scenarios. Those are my three teams, Jeff. Uh, what what three teams and uh, three games do you have as as sort of a uh, most important for 2022? I'm going to agree with you here on the New England Patriots game because if you go back to that game last year, if you remember, the Browns got the opening kickoff, went right down the field, scored a touchdown, and it was like, hey, all right, look at this. Even though this team is rocky right now. Um, there's a solid drive against a, a, a well-coached football team in the New England Patriots. After that, it was over. And not only did they get boat raced, they got physically beat up. These players got handed that day by the New England Patriots. And here was also the other thing. When you look at something like that and when the first drive went like it did, so did your head coach. Kevin Stefanski went to Bill Belichick University that day. Um, and basically, you know, and maybe everybody after the first drive was like, all right, you know, everything we got's going to work. And the next thing you know, it was like, oh my good Lord, you know, they were dropped <laughs> off in the woods. They didn't have a flashlight. They didn't have a phone. They didn't have any, like, they were absolutely 
just beat down and you know left for dead, useless at that point. That was, a, I mean, that is one of those ones where they talk about you bury the ball, you bury the game, you never talk about it again. We That's never watched the that film, game film. You got it. That, away. <laughs> that film goes right in the fire pit in Berea. There's no question about it. Um, I'm going to go here to uh, December 11th. This is going to be the at Cincinnati game. First time Bengals come to town. It's going to be uh, Monday Night Football, Halloween. That's going to be a crazy, crazy environment. But for the Browns here, this is a team that has whatever's gone on the last couple of years. They have not had an issue with Joe Burrow to this point. This team has been able to slow down the Bengals. They have been able to beat the Bengals. You cannot, after what you've done this year, as far as upgrading at the quarterback position and the other upgrades this team has made, in order to win the AAFC North, you need to be able to say that, you know what, for right now, we are still a team that the Cincinnati Bengals can't find a way to beat. That cannot change. If you want to win the AAFC North, you can't start losing to the Cincinnati Bengals now. Just absolutely cannot happen in no way, shape, or form. I go to the final one here, and just like in 2020, uh, final regular season game against Pittsburgh Steelers. This time, January 4th, um, actually, no, a little bit later. I think it's January 8th, January 7th or 8th. That's stated for that weekend. Those games, obviously, time to be determined here. You're going down to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not going to take the first Pittsburgh game. Look, you've got to understand that you know whenever Kenny Pickett plays, you're going to have to give him a little time to find his way with the Steelers to see what truly he is going to be, at least for 2022, before what the rest of his career is. Um, but that's game most likely is either going to have – it's going to have some meaning. The Browns will be fighting for a wild card berth or possibly looking to solidify and clinch the AFC North. Um, a lot of this, of course, depends on you know who quarterbacks, how many games for this team. But you need to go into Pittsburgh and say, look, you know, you had your run. We all know the stats of what Ben Roethlisberger did against the Cleveland Browns for his time there. But guess what? You ain't got him no more. Just like we had to start over 675 times at the quarterback position, you now have to start over at the quarterback position. So you see that with, you know, Kenny Pickett, and he'll be going against a secondary that is very, very veteran, heavy now, savvy, good players, um, you know, maybe getting him, look at some ghosts and, you know, look, he, he played in the ACC, he played some top competition. He's never seen edge rushers like Miles Garrett and Shadavian Clowney in his life. They weren't in the ACC and they certainly weren't here in Monmouth County, New Jersey, where Kenny Pickett played his high school ball. Trust me, I can verify that and guarantee that those type of ball players were not here in New Jersey. So these for Garrett and I, these are some of the most important games that are on the Brown schedule. I do agree with the Charger game because that was one that was essentially maybe on the defense. They were not supposed to be where they, you know, eventually ended up. They were not there yet. Can't have those excuses here in 2022. We're going to get back here, talk about some games that just scare the living daylights out of Garrett and myself on this 2022 schedule. And we'll close it out here with them. Um, some football stories from the past. You know, Garrett and I maybe jump into the Al Bundy, uh, the Al Bundy stage. And, you know, be careful. He played high school football. football we're going right. to throw we're going to throw you some of those stories back because if you truly didn't play and, you know, if you, you know, high school and then even college, you you have no appreciation on understanding that it, it, it sucked as much fun as it was to lace it up on game day or even Friday when you went out there in the game, uniforms got loose to go play the next day. It was a work. It was a grind. There is no way around it. We'll be back with more Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom, custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic 
and timeless jewelry piece, all at price you won't find at traditional jewelers. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you are looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Browns listeners get $50 off purchases of $30 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So if it's time, stop waiting around. Get off your butt. Make it a summer to remember with your love by getting down on that one knee and giving her the most beautiful engagement ring you can create. And again, promo code locked on, all caps, no space. Every order is insured, it ships free, and it arrives in a discreet package that won't give away with what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. I want to thank everybody out there. For, for joining on YouTube, saluting the channel. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell. Sometimes people reached out to me and said, hey, G. Bush, I'm not getting the videos. I subscribe to you guys. Uh, I got to always go on Locked on Browns uh, on YouTube to find it. Make sure when you do subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you get the notifications every time our videos drop. We try to be consistent and drop those in the morning. Um, or, or we do them in the morning and kind of drop them in the midday where you get an opportunity around late day, maybe uh, around afternoon to get a chance to watch them. So make sure you hit that so you get that notification. And also, once again, thank you for making the Unlocked on Browns podcast your first daily stop of the day. And on top of that, we salute you. We are almost at a 1,000, man. I, I Keep pushing that, keep pushing that, keep pushing that, and we'll get there. Uh, Jeff. We talked about some of these uh, these games. We talked about the most important, three most important games that we thought individually um, for the Browns in 2022. Let's dive into uh, the trap games. Every single game, you're not going to play your best. Uh, every single game, you're not going to be out there and you're not going to hit on all cylinders. Given uh, injuries, whether or not a team just, you know, had, had it that day. NFL is one of the most competitive leagues in, in, in I, I guess, existence, and that's why people love the game so much. So there's going to be a team um, or, or there's going to be a game that come down to a few plays here or there. And those are, are, are what we call, like to call trap games. For me, I'm going to scroll all the way down here. January 1st. Now, this is crazy. The NFL has found a way to uh, systematically take over all the college football slates as well, the NBA. Like, usually Christmas Day is meant for the NBA. Last year, the Browns and Browns and the um and the Packers did crazy numbers. Now I don't never remember the Brown or, or NFL teams being on January one. I don't know. Maybe I just thought that was a college thing. But the Browns got the Commanders, the Washington Commanders. It's a one p.m. game on New Year's Day. When you look at this after coming down the gauntlet, we kind of mentioned that uh, these are the games you have. You, you, you got the uh, Bills. Then you got the Buccaneers. Then the Texans game, which is is a game that, you know, is going to be Deshaun Watson homecoming, which could be emotional. Then you got the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints. And then you get this lull, this, this little game right here against the Commanders right before you end the season with the Steelers per usual. This game to me has screaming trap game all over it because it's not it's, it's an NFC team. So you, it's not like it's going to have division uh, ramifications as if it was an AFC North team or even a team in the AFC. So, you know, it's an NFC team. It's a team uh, that traditionally the Browns play terrible against. 
and, and it's a game where you could see, you know, Carson Wentz or somebody have a career day. They don't have much over there, but one thing that they do have, um, Chase Young will be back. They got a really good defensive line, um, and this game kind of kind of looks like uh, a game where you could kind of see the Browns come out, not be ready, have a couple turnovers, and all of a sudden the Commanders go up and win a game that they shouldn't right before a game against the Steelers with ramifications for the playoffs. Your thoughts, Jeff? Now, if you remember, we saw – uh, the Washington, they were the Washington football team then in 2020, um, a game that uh, Dwayne Haskins played, obviously RIP to the former Ohio State quarterback. Um, it, and it was a game, the Browns played sloppy, but the game, Brown, the game, Browns, uh, again, the Browns won. Uh, you have Carson Wentz down there now. Uh, Carson Wentz, it's crazy to believe. And for all of those, you know, a few years ago, you know, Browns passed on Carson Wentz, da, 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 da. now on to his third stop in the NFL, been supplanted at the quarterback position by two franchises that basically said, you're not good enough to be our guy, so we're going to move on. Um, he will be basically the flavor of the year again. It sounds like in Washington, very similar to the Colts. They just can't seem to find that guy for a sustainable time. It's a team with defense, Chase Young, Josh Sweat, good linebackers, good secondary play. Um, at the, you look at you know, the wide receiver room, Terry McLaren, everybody's familiar with, brought in one of my favorites this year in the first round, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Um, this could be a case of, you know, where is this team at the time? You know, the NFC East doesn't look like anybody's essentially going to run away and hide with it, so to speak. You would think Dallas and the Eagles maybe are the favorites. Um, but it's not like either one of these teams are, you know, somebody that's been winning 11 or 12 games the last few years. This is a division where maybe 10, 7, even maybe 9 and 8 gets it done and gets you to the playoffs. Um, so certainly could still be alive, Washington, very well alive um, in week 17 headed to there. You know, for the Browns, these are the games where you can't have a joke. You can't have a letdown. It'll be late in the season. You have a running game. You have a strong defense. Um, you just need to basically expose your will. If you have a better roster in the NFL, it's inexcusable to lose games that you should win. It's just the way it goes. And basically that's what you're based on. That's what you're paid. That is how you're judged. Um, you understand that there's games you are going to lose on your schedule. But right now looking at, I would say any team, in the NFC East. These are not games the Browns should lose. Now, this comes as your fifth NFC game here. Obviously, last year we started with the 17-game schedule. It was the Cardinals last year. This year, it's the Redskins. That's why they're coming back onto the schedule. I mean, not sorry, Commanders, and why they're coming back onto the schedule You know, sooner than when previous had played them. For me, it is no question for me, it's the December 4th Texans game. You are smashed between quality opponents two weeks before, two weeks after. Go look at that Houston Texans roster, and guess what? If you are Browns fans, you can go, remember him, remember him, remember him, remember him, remember him. It's become like Browns South down there in Houston as far as what other roster. Um, of course, there will be all the talk, um, even if he's – not eligible to play in that game. There will be a, a, a boatload of talk of the Deshaun Watson situation, Houston's involvement, the Browns' involvement, the league's involvement, Mashaz Parlow's involvement, all of that. So that could be a game where the Browns could go in maybe mentally not ready. And look, this Texans team, they played tough last year. They did. I mean, they're they're not there yet. They probably don't have their quarterback of the future yet. This is something they can certainly address with a ton of, ton of draft assets over the next couple of seasons. But for me, that trip to Houston and with basically all the sideshow that goes along with it, um, for me, that that is a terrifying, terrifying day. On paper, it's a game. Even though it's on the road, Brown should probably go in and walk out 27-10, 27-13. Uh, but with all that's going to be involved, it's going to be really, really hard to just straight up put the blinders on, just go in there and handle your business.
Yeah, that, that that's one of those things where you, you can't just chalk it up. And I always tell people, if you want to lose your money, I bet on professional football. Uh, because <laughs> these are, you you can lose your house, your car, your your marriage. Go ahead, keep betting on them because these games are unpredictable. Um, and, and like you said, you, you're coming off of these different swings. You may be going from East Coast to West Coast. You may come off a victory where you, your team got beat up. And also, we got to talk about this, Jeff, the, the big bad C word, COVID. Uh, that's another thing, too. Uh, you know, whether or not you guys are going to have all your people with enduring protocol, that's the thing. And you know all it always happens. The flu is always prevalent during football season, during the fall type of the year. And so that that's another thing that can derail you and put you out of the game uh, if you uh, if you have COVID uh, protocols, especially due to some main players. If this team is going to achieve the heights that we all believe they are capable of, there is, you know, trap games cannot exist. You know, this this schedule, it starts off easy. Then it really, really gets to some talented, talented football teams. And then, you know, if you tell me that you didn't win the AFC North because you lost to the Texans, you lost to the Commanders, you know, that's one where hey, that's just a difficult pill to swallow. And look, at the end of the day, it just can't happen. It just can't. You can't play the Bengals stuff, the Ravens stuff, the Steelers stuff, and then lose you know a couple of layoffs in games like this. But we see it every year in the NFL, and it always seems that a game that means nothing turns out to be oh so critical to what a team's success ultimately ends up being in any given season. I am Jeff Lloyd. He is Garrett Bush. We are taking you through your Friday edition of Locked On Browns. Everybody get out there this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. You know, we only got a short period of time here on this summer. And for Garrett and I, it's even shorter because once, I mean, and for me, it's 4th of July almost kind of signals the end of summer for what we yep. do. Because two weeks from then, man, it is it is nonstop, uh, you know, all the time. Cleveland Browns football. Looking forward to it. Love my summer. I love it to death. My time with my girls, the beach, all the good stuff that we can do here. Um, but it goes by way too quickly. We're going to bring more here. Your latest Lockdown Browns and everybody who makes it your first listen. We appreciate you day in and day out. Don't you love a chewy chocolate brownie? What a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top. So good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus only 17 grams of protein. You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now, and you got to act fast because a treat like this will not last forever. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Built's caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat. The best part, caramel brownie bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, like for real, with Built. You don't have to sacrifice taste for health. You can have both. And all of Built's bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of just general health benefits. Literally makes you look better. There are a million reasons that you should try Built Bars. But for now, let's just say that the caramel brownie will rock your world. And I am not joking with that statement. With Built, taste is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Again, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15, no space, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Locked on Browns podcast back in the building. Man, keep on hitting that like button. Keep on hitting that subscribe button. Hey, and guess what here? 
uh, a lot of people misconstrue this. You can you can enjoy best of you can have the best of both worlds. You can get the YouTube. You can also still mess, make sure you're checking us out on wherever you get your podcast. You can get us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, uh, you know wherever you get it. Right. Um, we we're still on there. We're still rocking and rolling. Some people like to enjoy listening. Right. Some people don't have the uh, bandwidth or doing a job where you can't really watch the videos. That's what podcasts are for. Rewind us, bring us back, start, stop, do whatever you need to do. But sometimes you got a little bit extra time. You might want to pop us up on YouTube, put us on the TV and watch us, man. So either or can see consistently download the podcast and make sure you guys are subscribing. You know, one thing about college football, Jeff, is we love it. I loved I loved the games. Right. But I'm going to tell you this. I couldn't I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand conditioning. Um, I really didn't, you know, some people are like, he's a weight room junkie. I was never a weight room junkie. That's why it's so hard for me right now to be like, oh, I'm going to lose this weight. Like, because I, I don't preferably like lifting weights. And one of the worst parts of any college athlete's career or one of the most like mundane things that we just, just, just dread is the college running test. Now, to put this in perspective, <laughs> a lot of people don't get that the running test is basically there to make sure that you are in shape before summer camp starts and two-a-day start. But I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes you in shape, and that and that running test is still a monster. We had two different running tests. When I was younger, I'm going to tell you what. I actually preferred the, set, the latter over the, the one I'm going to mention now. But the first running test was three groups. Um, starting with the uh, quarterbacks, no, excuse me, skill positions, yep. DBs, uh, receivers, skill guys, they had to run 400s, right? We had to run once around the track, 400s time. They had, no, watch this. They had, they had 55 seconds to do it. <laughs> and while they were running halfway, when they were done, the second group started fullbacks, tight ends, linebackers, right? They go, they got 65 seconds. I say, yo, finally you break it down to linemen. You go, you got 85 seconds. Now, let me tell you this. If you ain't never ran a 400 and had 85 seconds, like the first one you might have, you good. Like, okay, okay, cool. I'm tired as hell. The second one, you, you lose everything you got on the second one. Running a 400 like that and got to hit 85. On the third one, chalk it up. That third one, I seen grown men. I seen grown men tap out on that last back stretch of over 400 meters. And nobody wants no, no parts of that. And if you fail to run a test, you got to run in between the practices for two days to get into shape. And it's this the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't wish that on anybody. Jeff, what was the worst running uh, test that you guys had? The, the 400, there's no question. Um, because unless you were a track guy, you had no experience running this. You, you had no idea how to, you know, either you were a moron who said, all right, I'll just sprint. And you go, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, I just went 120 meters. No. I, I ain't even half. I ain't even halfway. Worst part was is a lot of schools will do this. There's your scoreboard. Guess what? The clock is on. So now you're running, and it ain't no way. I know I am not going to. I am not even close 
to finishing this. I mean, we would joke around and say, I don't even know if you gave me like a golf cart if I could get around this track in 55 seconds, let alone run it. Um, so you get that depressing look where you're, all right, I'm a quarter of the way through. Oh, good God. I, I, I'm i not even close. I got to get on my horse. I got to get on my horse. And, then, but, and, and to your point here, there was the best one. All right, you didn't get it right on the first one. Go run it again. Do you think I'm going to be faster the second time around this track? I know I couldn't do it in 55. All of a sudden now I've got a jolt of energy, something in my butt. And the other thing is keep in mind, these things, because they weren't going to do it to you in the dead middle of the day. So this Morning. was maybe... Exactly. So guess what? They made you go to breakfast and they make sure you ate something. So maybe you ate some terrible, you know, you know, mess hall, your cafeteria hall, scrambled eggs and some sausages, extra greasy stomach, all screwed up. And you're supposed to go out there and run like freaking Willie Gulp. It was not, <laughs> not going to happen. And I can tell you, there is many a dude and I was once part of it as well. You got to that one corner where the scoreboard was. Oh. And all of a sudden you saw four guys just continue to fly out. And I was like, well, wow, that was a pack of 12. But and most of the time there were a couple of dudes, hands on shorts, giving it up to the gods behind the score <laughs> behind the scoreboard because it just wasn't in you. And as you said, yeah, and here's the best part. If you didn't pass today, guess what? We'll see you tomorrow morning. Yes. We, you gotta get this in. You you've got I'm to be, Oh, you're gonna pass. You're gonna pass this. Oh, you're, you're gonna do this until you break this tie. And it was just like, uh, are you kidding? And the other thing is you look at the football field and you look at that track at 400 meters and you're going. How does this correlate, man? <laughs> How does this correlate? Because it's essentially the field four times. When am I ever going to have to run up and down this field four times in one shot? And it's it's, alignment is just so disrespectful. It's but just again, like, for the linemen, it is the worst thing in the world. Because, I mean, and even when you watch linemen run the 40-yard dash at the combine, it's like, look, even if it's a really good running play, when is the lineman actually going to be necessary? I mean, by eventually a back's going to catch him at 25, facts. 30, you know, or a defensive lineman, you know, you coming out of your position, guess what? The guy took a screen pass. All right, I run a 4-9. Homeboy runs a 4-3. Even if I chase him the entire way, it's going to be a day and a half before I possibly catch him, and that's only if he trips a couple of times or, God forbid, a hamstring blows up. The mundaneness of it, and things have changed, obviously, now, and athletes are just in better shape and all of this stuff, and I'm with you on the weight room work as well. Look, I was a wide receiver. You know, it would be like, okay, well, let's max out day. They bring in like the offensive line coach. And we had, you know, our offensive line coach was actually back in the day in Cleveland Browns camp. He had, you know, a, a, here was undrafted rookie trying to block Michael Dean Perry. Right. So absolutely yoked up. And it was like, well, we're already intimidated anyway, because you sent this dude in here to watch the wide receivers max out. Because guess what? We're going to be in and out of here between every wide receiver in 30 minutes flat. Because if you expect to see a mad amount of reps coming on 225, if anybody was doing 225, right. I was one of the few, though. Like I, Where I came in, it was like, all right, the bench part's over. All right, we're going to go squat now. I, it's just the way I was built. I've always had strong legs. I grew up on a horse form. I had to do a ton of stuff. So it was always like, all right, people are here to watch squat. No problem. We can bang this out. Yeah, but you know, Nobody wants to watch a wide receiver squat anyway, so they weren't really concerned about that anyway. You guys are all weak. You guys aren't very strong. No oh, crap. We play wide receiver, dude. What does it matter? You know what I'm saying? I am never going to have to go chest to chest with a guy who weighs 100 pounds more than me. So I'm not really too concerned about it. Did you guys even bench when you come to the gym? Well, most of the time we're in the gym. The softball players mm. are here. The women's yeah. soccer team is here. Yeah, you know so, you're you know, in that gym. So, yeah, no, I was in the gym. I was so, in the gym. 
So all of all of us small market, all small college guys, we already we already know what that is, right? We ain't Ohio State of Michigan where they sequester and they they seclude the team. You can't even look at it. They don't even use the same facility, don't you? They, they the baseball team wants to use the weight room. Not until we done. Yeah, <laughs> go over to the student center. We <laughs> you got you it. Ain't no, you ain't no way in hell you coming over here lifting no weights, man. We be in there with all kind of people. We have aerobics class going on. He's like the general public. <laughs> Y'all doing yoga in here? Yeah, we rented out. To, we rented out the weight room. Hey, we needed that bag. <laughs> no question. And for us, though, that I mean, there'd be intimidating times. Like you'd see a girl who was a star on the soccer field, and you'd be like, "Well, I'm not going to go up there and do the leg press. I'm only going to do about 20 pounds more than this girl. My guys are going to shred me, dude. They are going to shred me if I even do this right now. And most of the time, it was monitored by a coach, and they would notice. Oh, yeah, see a girl over. And now, keep in mind. My where I played, you know, everybody's heard the name Christy Rampone, former uh, Olympic soccer team captain. Christy was the star of our soccer program at Monmouth University. You went in there and you saw her and some of the girls in there. You were like, all right, maybe we'll come back post dinner because yeah, right now me... I'm not going to get outworked because it's going to happen. These girls are going to make me look bad. And look, it's just. It... It's 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 a whole you know there are football players who are one hundred percent into it to every avenue, but as far as like the training and the weightlifting that goes into it, it's like look man I I can go out there and if you throw me the ball I'm going to catch it and I'm going to get you some extra yards. As far as getting up at six a.m. these stupid drills, running a four hundred, trying to lift two hundred twenty five pounds at six fifteen in the morning when maybe right. I didn't get home till two, yeah, this ain't gonna happen. Well, three, you know, it depends if we went out to get something to eat. <laughs> man, good deal. Great conversation, man. Great conversation. We got to do this again. Oh, we, we can definitely open again. up this bag and have some fun. Yeah. I, I got a high school story that's going to wow people one day when we tell this one because it, it, it still bag. amazes me to this day. But uh, Garrett Bush and I here, look, we told you we're going to be able to keep it fun here a little bit. Um, and I know Garrett hinted at a story that he's got that was a little embarrassing. I've got a, I've got one that probably we can go checker to checker that some things we could do here in the offseason. But we've gotten here to what we feel are the most three important games on the Browns schedule in 22. Obviously, two obvious trap quicksand type of games for the Browns that certainly, certainly have us concerned here. And, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, it's all glory and fun, you know, playing college football. Uh, Garrett and I are going to be here to tell you, you just told you that, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of mundane work. And a lot of times you question yourself, like, do I really, really essentially want to be out here? Uh, so with the week has been, you know, we've covered a ton. Um, we've gotten obviously more into the Watson stuff here. Uh, we got to talk yesterday about individual statistical projections for the Browns here in 2022 from Mike Clay of NFL. I'm sorry, of ESPN.com. So you know, a ton covered. We're going to continue to get to this Browns final week of mandatory OTAs next week. Uh, we'll get in all the coverage of that as the Browns are going to bebop around Ohio a little bit, just like you saw yesterday when they went to the Cavaliers practice facility. So Miles Garrett could embarrass some of his teammates on the court. Um, so with all that, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, whether it is podcast, uh, you know, traditional podcast form, whatever app you use, make sure you're following, subscribe to the show now on YouTube. Uh, we want to get this number to 1,000. We want to get there as quick as possible. We are excited about what you've all done for us, but we are certainly by no means satisfied, so keep those subscriptions coming. And again, even if you're somebody who's not going to watch it, just open up the link, hit subscribe, and if you're going to go back to regular podcast, that's fine with me. I know it's fine with Mr. B. Bush. Make sure you're following Garrett Bush at G. Bush 91 
Catch him all week long, 11-1 on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. He'll be in the barbershop tomorrow slapping up some fades or, you know, basically just making some guys go bald. They bring some dumb questions to the barbershop on Garrett on a Saturday morning. Other opportunities on 92.3 The Fan as the summer schedule comes in over there, so make sure you're checking all that out. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow. Uh, Lockdown Browns Twitter account, at Lockdown Browns. DMs are open. Questions, ideas, thoughts for the show. You know you can hit us up over there. With all of this, folks, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. It's Friday. Get your groove on. And this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.